0: This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Welcome to it on a Tuesday on the block on your radio dial from two to four Central Time today and every weekday. I'm Austin Norman, joined as always by Husker Hall of Fame, your nine-year NBA veteran,
1: Eric Strickland in the house back hey, from hey. Dallas. Welcome back. Good to have you back, Strick. Man, I had to come back and hang out with my guy. Yes, you know, sir. Um, it, it's it's good, but it's not as good as when we're together. Mm. And so uh, you know we're expecting and hoping for some team effort tonight. But we're having a team effort right now on the block.
0: That We are a little two-man game going now before you hang out with uh, 15,000 of our closest friends down at Pinnacle Bank Arena uh, later tonight for Senior Night in Nebraska and Michigan State. We'll get into that. But uh, Strick, I do believe you were telling Rico and I that you have a stop to make uh, between the show and the game.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going to make a stop. It's a late game tonight, so it's a long day, uh, obviously, here on the show and getting back late last night it's going to be a, a long day but it's going to be a great day because i'm going straight to mary ellen's mm. and i'm not going and i'm mad about it i forgot today they are not open oh. gosh dang it but that's okay state tournament starts uh on tomorrow so mm-hmm. i'll make it tomorrow They're tomorrow I'll, I'll feed my uh my ego tomorrow with some Mary Ellis. Charles, what's up, man? Shout out to you guys and the crew. I know you're not uh, working today, but you're preparing great menus and, and and food for tomorrow. You know, and and transitioning on that, um, Austin, um, you know, so there's been a lot of news out there, but there's some things that are kind of piquing some interest out there right now. Hmm. Um, you know, we have Adam Schefter who says that the Bears are actively shopping the number one pick that they have right now. Um Round one starts this year. Obviously, the combine starts today. Uh, that's going to be going on, but round one starts, and it's going to be in KC. Shout out to our boy, our f- our friend of the show, former partner, Nate Brennan, and the crew. They're going to be down there. I know uh, Nick said he's heading down there as well, uh, but that'll pop off in April, the 27th through the 29th there in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, but here's another note that I wanted to throw out as well. Um, The NFL has announced in August that the Miami Dolphins will actually forfeit their 2023 first round and their 2024 third round following the investigation as to whether the team violated league policies pertaining to integrity to the game. That obviously dealt with the Tom Brady situation Uh, that is going on. Um, You know, do you think the penalty fits the bill? Um, Given what we've seen in terms of how leagues
0: have handled situations with tampering in the past, it it's right in line with it, but I don't like the idea of forfeiting a draft pick because here's the thing, strict. There are only so many picks in every draft. A draft pick is an opportunity for a player to achieve their professional dream that they've worked hard to do. Taking a draft pick away. I mean, I get it. The NFL, you have, you know, seven rounds of 32 picks. There's a lot of them. It takes a long time, but it's hard enough to make the league as it is. So don't take an opportunity away from someone. In the NBA, we had uh, some teams forfeit picks. So for this year's draft, you're down to 59 picks. That's one more opportunity for someone to not make the NBA. It makes it that much harder to do. So yes, I think the team that you know, was committing the tampering should not be allowed to make that pick, but I would much rather see that pick go to you know the team that was tampered with, the, the player's previous team. Um, because we need to make sure there's still those opportunities out there for players entering the league and for the team that, you know, lost the player if it was, you know, not done appropriately. Just give them a pick. Make up for it. And that's the risk you would have to run if you're going to commit tampering. If you think you can get away with it, you know what you're risking. It's a draft pick at some point. So keep that opportunity there for, you know, the players who are draft eligible. And I think, you know, by letting someone else make that pick – That would be a harsher punishment than the pick just disappearing.
1: Yeah, I I think that now Chicago finds themselves, they're kind of sitting pretty right now in the offseason, being that they also have the number one pick in the draft. Uh, They have a lot of cap space as well. They have more cap space than probably any other team in the NFL at this point. So you have that that you're dealing with as well. Um, there's a ton of resources. Uh, they have means by which to bolster and to revamp their roster. Mm-hmm. There's some, you know, to address areas of concern. Uh, Ryan Poles, uh, he has options. He has options to trade that pick um, to even get more draft assets. But there's there's some things out there. Um, there's a lot of individuals. There's a lot of people that are speculating that – um they may not be as lucrative as you probably would think that would normally be when you're thinking about a first round pick uh-huh. um you know ESPN uh, NFL draft analyst Matt Miller stated that um, he's spoken or canvassed more than a half dozen Scouts coaches and executives from around the league about the real uh the real uh, the realistic potential of trades and uh, what he has learned is that um, it may be, sobering so to speak as he stated Um, he also said that uh, the overwhelming feedback was that the bears won't get a king's ransom for the number one pick this is his quote matt miller uh, but that indianapolis has the best situation in terms your team in Mm -hmm. terms of draft capital and trading that pick out uh, of the nfc so here's some of the offers that have been presented Um, the Colts will offer number one, number four pick. So obviously we know that they're, they're good on quarterbacks. They're going with their quarterback fields, Justin Mm -hmm. Fields right now. They're, they're happy with him. They're looking to kind of, you know, uh, Stabilize the defense a little bit. They have some offensive areas that they want to address, some in the offensive line that they felt they've already kind of addressed. But if they want to kind of solidify it and bolster it, they may be able to go that route. But the the Colts have offered the number four pick, a second rounder, a fourth rounder and a 2024 third rounder. So there's some of the capital uh, of the Colts at work uh, for them to be able to move up. Mm-hmm. So if they decide that, I'll, I'll give the the other offers thereafter. If the Colts decide, for you being that that's your mm-hmm. team, how do you feel the direction that they would take and who would be the, the quarterback that would be most worthy of that position or the one that they would be looking to take to fill that void for them. Right. Well, if the Colts do make that trade, get up to number one, better be
0: worth it. Chris Ballard has tried to, you know, piece the roster together and then insert a veteran quarterback into that starting lineup. work to varying degrees. Uh, wild card game with Philip Rivers. Had a chance to win that on the road. Uh, should have made the playoffs with Carson Wentz. Didn't work out. Um, then we saw how last season went with Matt Ryan and the rotating cast of characters there. Didn't work out so well. So, It's probably about time for the Colts to go get their guy, not just a guy. And if that's the price, go for it. Just make sure you're right. Because I would have thought the roster was a lot more ready to win now before last season when, yeah, there were some injuries, but it seems like basically every position group on the offense fell apart. Shaq Leonard missed most of the year, didn't play. So I think you need to save some of those resources to some degree. But again, whatever you're going to trade for a franchise quarterback is worth it. Yeah. Those guys are always worth the trade you make for them. It's very hard to lose a trade for a guy that's your quarterback for 10 or 15 years. Yeah, and- so if I'm the Colts, yeah. yes, I go for it. Who does it come Who down to? Mean? Stroud or Young. Okay. You you're good with either. either one of them. Either one of them. Okay.
1: So th- so looking at that, the Texans would be uh next up and they they have a number 2 overall pick. So you you couldn't say that they would have a reason. I think they probably would feel they probably would want Stroud, but being number 2, uh somebody giving up the resources to leapfrog them at that point, I think they would feel comfortable sitting where they are. At, mm-hmm. Why would you want to move up one slot and give up you know because' somebody's gonna want that that number two right. spot right right they're not gonna give it to you unless no. you get one and two no. you know what no. I mean so so if you if you stay there they' they're willing to give up a third rounder a fourth rounder as well as a 24 uh, as well a 24 uh, third rounder in that position as well I don't see that possibly happen but let's look at the panthers the Panthers are in need do they go veteran style? Right now they're sitting at nine. Uh, do they want to move up that high to jump and get in the in in into the conversation with Stroud or or Young or Levis, or do they feel that they could pull it off there and, and maintain their their roster, or do they go veteran, keep that, and maybe bolster in the other in other areas? But they're offering a third rounder, a fourth rounder, as well as mm-hmm. a 24, 20, uh, four, But they're offering a twenty twenty four first rounder and a third rounder. So. Uh, that could be interesting on that, but you know
0: how do you view it, right? So with Carolina and Atlanta, I think both of those teams can use a quarterback, like we mentioned in the crossover. Maybe both of them should take a look at Lamar Jackson. He would, you know, instantly improve both of those teams. We would think Washington is taking a look at him as well. But if I am the the Falcons or the Panthers, I am a little bit more interested to see who Chicago ends up trading that number one to because yeah. moving up from eight or nine to one. That's a big jump, and if you're not going to go get a quarterback, I don't think there's anyone in this class that's that worth it. But here's the thing. Say Chicago trades that number one to Indianapolis. They're sitting there at four. What if Chicago wants to get even more draft assets? What if Chicago wants to move back one more time? To move up from eight or nine to four, to me, given what those two teams need, is a better proposition than moving up to one. So I, I'm in wait-and-see mode. I have my phone you know, with uh, Ryan Pohl's number, Typed in, I just haven't hit the call button yet. I'm one number away or something, ready to call, but I haven't actually made the call. Um and for Chicago, that's why I think this is a good deal. Because there are some good enough defensive players that can be at least in the conversation for number one, but none of them seem like absolute franchise changing defensive guys. Um same with the offensive linemen. A lot of good players in that class, but no one that would be a traditional, I guess, number one overall franchise cornerstone type of pick. Yeah. So if I'm Chicago Knowing that I feel confident in my quarterback, I can get a lot more assets um, in terms of draft picks, either to make those selections or what does Justin Fields need? He needs a receiver, right? Trade for a top receiver with all sorts of draft picks that you have. Um, You know, you can't trade back all of them, but say there's a guy available in the second or third round you have four or five extra picks you didn't start the night with, trade those to move up to the front of the round and get a wide receiver you have high on your board. So I think Chicago can do a lot of really interesting things at one, and some of that will depend on who they make that first trade with.
1: Yeah, so it's obviously on the line for them. Um, They want to improve dramatically, especially with them moving out of uh, Soldier Field as well at some point. And so they want to position the team to be ready uh, to take advantage of that move as well 2023 NFL draft um, there there's um, you know some some interesting prospects there we know that Chicago's in need of an edge uh, defensive lineman as well as offensive lineman to help um, there so that's where their options come in let's just talk a little bit about the top five uh, Houston as we talked about we we talk about their need for QB and Offensive and everything and else and everything <laughs> else uh there as well uh but let's move down to number 3 number 3 um is the Arizona Cardinals right now and they're they're looking probably for an offensive lineman uh, an edge rusher as well as a cornerback uh so it's very interesting for Monty um o- uh, Austin Fort uh with JJ Watt now uh going into retirement there's going to there's going to be some needs there to bolster uh that the Cardinals um uh, the offensive line is also pretty much everybody shooting out for free agency at this point. Um, and so they, they definitely have a need there. Um, we talked about the the Colts and their 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 ideas of wanting to move up. They need an offensive lineman and wide receiver as well. Um, knowing that they need a quarterback, where else do you think the Colts would, would like to go and, and what would be something that they would need to fortify and help them to, to uh, become better for next year?
0: At number four, or you know, in the top five, you're going quarterback. But it, given that that's your your only first round pick, and you got to wait again till the second, I don't know if I'm looking anywhere but quarterback right now. But for for future rounds, wide receiver depth, the Colts haven't drafted and developed a receiver that's been on the field consistently um, outside of Michael Pittman Jr. He need another one or two of those guys. You can always use offensive line help and defensive line help. That's what Chris Ballard wanted this team to be built around. Uh, and even linebacking. You, you kind of need a, a Shaq Leonard insurance policy, depending on what you do with some of the guys behind him. Um, the, the secondary seems like it's in a good enough position right now. Uh, Stefan Gilmore there. I like the young safeties that they have. Again, you can always use another DB, you know, especially corner as well. Um, and there are a lot of good tight ends in this draft. I know I named just about every position, but that goes back to what I was saying. Where I would have thought the roster was more win now going into last season. Yeah. But as long as they take a quarterback first, they can't really go too wrong with any of their next picks, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the the Rams. Uh, this is one on one that was unexpected. Find themselves obviously um, in, in a little bit of trouble, but the Broncos are there as well in need. Those of picks some got defensive. traded. Did they? Yes.
0: Yeah, so Denver's pick is going to Seattle as part of the Russell Wilson deal. And uh, the Rams right. pick uh, got traded to Detroit as part of the Matthew Stafford deal.
1: Right. So, so a
0: playoff team in Seattle picks at number five and then again at 20. And Detroit will pick at number six and at number 18.
1: That That's huge for them. That's huge for those, those two organizations, being that they're going to be able to land two because of moves that they made and still found themselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the verge. Look, The run that the Detroit Lions made at the end of the season, they've got to feel good about it. So they're going to be looking to, um, you know, get some impact uh, definitely out of those first rounders and hopefully land something pretty nice. If you're um, Seattle,
0: do you package those two first to move up to number one and take a Jalen Carter or Will Anderson?
1: That's an interesting move, right? They, you know, they they could use something uh, on that side of the ball, especially mm-hmm. up front that yeah. can that can make a difference up there and those those two guys are huge out there. That's an interesting move, but um what would they be able to package in order to get it? They've got a couple, that's but is it is it is it something that they feel that's worth it to to get that high? Um, or do they feel that there's somebody else on their board? That's what's gonna be fun about this draft, man. It's gonna be interesting to see kind of the moves that people make or or, or 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 the direction that they want to go. We definitely talked about Carolina. Let's go down Let's go down and talk about Philadelphia. Philadelphia finds himself at the number ten slot mm-hmm. even after they're going. That's huge to be able to land that. Uh, they've got that from the Saints. Um, what are some of the needs that the Eagles you think are in looking for right now being that they they're right there they feel they're right there. I mean mm-hmm. they've got great offensive weapons. Do they look defense pretty much on this on? This I side think of they this?
0: have to because they have so many free agents or guys that are up for yeah. you know contract extensions. So it was a you know league best defense in a lot of categories this year, including Sacks. Um, but that that linebacker core uh got beat time and time again by Travis Kelsey. That was the weak spot there. The D B room I think is pretty well set. I forget which guys are staying or going, but I know there are a lot of free agents in Philly, so it's up to uh Roseman and the rest of that front office to determine who are the core guys, the ones we need to keep around, and who can we, you know, let walk because we're confident in our drafting abilities. Yeah. But yep. yeah, I think it has to
1: be defense on that side. Houston, Houston takes Houston. Well, I, I don't want to say this word and gets date uh, uh, gets dumped, but they basically stole from the cookie jar and and took the the kids' candy by uh, basically um, snatching everything from the Cleveland Browns. They're gonna find themselves at twelve. New York Jets are in a pretty solid spot. I mean. Um, you know, obviously, they're probably still looking at a quarterback. We know there's been discussions yep. with Aaron Rodgers and others of coming over. They mm-hmm. want more to go to the veteran side of things. It looks like they want to bolster their offensive line, and they, they have some needs in the uh, defensive backfield as well. Um, those are two big areas that they're in need of. Um, are, are they are they next? Are they, like, on the verge of breaking through? What, what, what would help that, that Jets team break through? Quarterback. I
0: mean, it's really <laughs> so what it is. They have, I mean, you can always use more weapons on offense, but I think a, a better quarterback will make some of their guys look even better. I mean, you have both rookies of the year in, in Garrett Wilson and in uh, oh, Sauce Gardner. So I, I think the Jets are in a pretty good spot, but where's Buffalo? How much do you trust that they're going to stick around? How much do you trust that front office to make the right decisions? Do you think Miami's going anywhere? Do you yeah. think Miami's going to stick around? What do they do with Tua? Do you think they have staying power? And you can't ever write off Belichick and the Patriots. Plain and simple, you can't. So it, they're picking one spot behind you. Uh, Rico was all giddy that uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba was was mocked to them recently. So, yeah, the Jets are, I, I think, fine. Uh, but we'll have to see. We do have to step aside as well uh, for just a moment. Uh, coming up in the next segment, NBA talk. strike Up your alley. What's happened in Houston? The Rockets are a mess. So We will get into that with people setting records against them left and right and more as we continue here on the block.